0: I'm Deshaun Davis, former Auburn Tigers football player and all SEC linebacker. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
1: Welcome back into Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. All of our Sports Call callers and guests do join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender, as we use our Auburn Bank phone line to uh, chat with our good pal, Joe Bartle from Roto-Wire here on this Wednesday. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you, Joe. We appreciate the time. How are things for you, my friend?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Uh, you know, getting set for a really pivotal week from a fantasy perspective, either semifinals or Finals for a lot of people right now, or getting close to that area. So uh, definitely entertaining, especially when all the games are occurring Saturday for the most part.
1: You stepped up to the plate when I asked you to deliver a controversial hot take in regards to Thanksgiving. So let me do the same here in the uh, the Christmas season. Any hot takes that you would like to get off your chest today?
0: Uh, eggnog is not that good. Uh, <laughs> good like, no, I've never had it. Good to know. Yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not one of those things that even needs to be discussed in the same vein of any of the other holiday dishes or traditions or festivities like no nah, it just doesn't doesn't we could do a lot of better things with alcohol than eggnog so i'm i'm out of that that should not be uh, as representative as it is for the holiday season <laughs> that's
1: just so perfect i love that what about christmas lights uh, are, are you someone joe that uh you're putting christmas lights around the house tell me a little bit about that
0: yeah, I guess uh, I haven't been a homeowner uh, up until this year, more or less. And I guess I'm not technically owning, but there's more space to decorate than ever before. So uh, I've been enjoying it. And, you know, I have a little one at home, too. So uh, he, he really loves lights, and it's it's made things more festive as well. I, I don't know. I, I like it. Um, we, we do Christmas uh, light shows every year as uh, an extended family, and that kind of is a tradition as well that I, I like to keep. So I don't mind the lights. Obviously, the work to do the lights, not as much of a fan. I feel like that's a pain in the butt every time, but it does feel worth it. Uh, for most situations
1: love it joe bartles here with us from real wire follow him on twitter at jb fantasy sports uh big emphasis once again this week on saturday games joe way more games on saturday uh which is christmas eve as opposed to on sunday those christmas day games so uh, as a lot of people are in the playoff hunt or playoffs taking place in the fantasy football world do need to be aware of the fact that so many games are taking place on saturday
0: yeah all but 3 uh will be taking i guess 4 because you're coming a Thursday night game taking place uh on Saturday and i guess i, I that's good in a sense because for the most part people are probably uh going to be busy on the 25th specifically maybe the 24th too so you want to get your fantasy lineups in um relatively early i think the also positive news is there's not a lot of question marks in terms of player's availability and i'm sure anything um that is remotely up in the air will probably be decided Friday like from a decision-making perspective, fantasy managers won't have to worry too much. I mean, there is, like, Lamar Jackson stuff, and, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts as well, too, although I imagine he will not play for the Eagles this week. So it, you get to you get to have this kind of uh, runway today, tomorrow, and then Friday to really get your information, and because all those games happening Saturday will uh, more or less take care of any of the concerns that Saturday waiting to that point typically happens, or uh, generally is what we're waiting for, so... Yeah, I I think it'll be, uh, I mean, there's, what, at most uh, six people in a given league that really care about what's happening at the moment in in football. So we've gotten to that point in the season where a lot of people can be rightfully checked out, uh, and we don't have to chastise them for doing so. So it it really, it it should be fine. It should be fine.
1: What do we need to know about the Jaguars and Jets game tomorrow?
0: Kind of interesting contest uh, between one quarterback who's emerging and one that might be okay. Um, I have not been a Zach Wilson supporter, really, uh, since he was taken number two overall. I was far more in on Trey Lance. I thought both Zach Wilson and Mac Jones um, were really not at all relevant to prospects that Justin Fields was going to be fine. And, and truthfully, I think we've seen that thus far with Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, that those guys don't look like the franchise cornerstone for the teams expected them to be when they took them in the respective spots in the draft. I, Trevor Lawrence has turned a corner. Um, and I, I thought if you watch that game you uh, last week and and you didn't just box with you watched the game that's a top 10 quarterback in the league right now and i don't know if it's doug peterson i'm not sure if it's trevor lawrence getting more confidence um it could be that you know Zay jones and marvin jones and all the joneses for the jaguars are playing way better and he has more chemistry all that can be the answer and no urban meyer that can be an answer too but whatever it is we have to acknowledge where trevor lawrence is right now in the nfl and the quarterback part of this of course is because I think like 10 different teams are starting different quarterbacks this week than they did in week one due to injuries or ineffectiveness, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I think Lawrence has gotten to that point. We, we had all this talk about he's the next Andrew Luck. And I, I know that's tough for a lot of people to swallow because they want to see people who are supposed to be successful fail. That's kind of what America feels like uh, over the last two years or so. That you, you want... People want to see those players fail. Well, Lawrence is not. He's been playing at that level and has been exceptional. And the Jaguars not only are in playoff contention, I think have a better shot at making the playoff, playoffs than the Titans. This could be a really important game. Now, if Quinton Williams is active for the Jets, this will be the toughest test that the Jaguars have offensively really over the past month. Uh, Quinton Williams did not play against the Lions last week, although it was, I guess, close. And given where the Jets are kind of free-falling at the moment, I anticipate he will be active for this contest. Zach Wilson should be good enough from a fantasy perspective that if you are in desperate need and replacing Jalen Hurts or something like that, I would say Zach Wilson probably gets you 15 to 20 fantasy points. Uh, but that's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a roll of the dice, that's for sure. He's had some bad moments and good moments, and we saw that on display last week.
1: Uh, we are, of course, as you know, in the Atlanta market here. You mentioned Lamar Jackson a little bit earlier. That's who the Falcons get set to take on on Christmas Eve. What are you hearing in regards to Lamar Jackson?
0: They yeah, didn't practice Tuesday, didn't practice today. It seems like he's trending towards not being out. And when the knee injury occurred, it was actually like, oh, well, maybe two weeks at most, um, or maybe maybe missing this week. The fact that he's not practicing this week at all uh, thus far would indicate to me Lamar's not going to be out there to play. Now, to the Ravens' point, I mean, I don't know. Do they really need Lamar Jackson against the Falcons this week? I, Desmond Ritter was fine. I think the choice to go to Desmond Ritter was the right call. No matter if the Falcons were in the NFC South, divisional race or not they were not a competent team and i think you want to assess what you have in your rookie quarterback whether it's a third rounder or not i mean you have decisions to make this offseason in a pivotal draft spot more than likely i thought it was a correct call going with desmond ritter i do not like what arthur smith offensively is doing like we can play with kid gloves but do we have to play with this kind of kid gloves they like attempted (laughs) uh way less passes than i would hope sorry fruitful passes right i know he, he he threw like 30 times but Actually, legitimate offensive passes, they were just few and far between. And I love Drake London. I thought he was the best receiver entering this year. And I know uh, Garrett Wilson has played well, and so has Chris Olave during stretches. But you cannot be disappointed at all with having Drake London on your roster. We can do other things just because there's no amazing cases. And uh, Demir Bird is your receiver. Like we could try to have Desmond Ritter be more effective than that. So I've been disappointed with that stretch. I hope that uh, over the next two or three weeks, we get to see more of the dynamic quarterback we saw in college. But Uh, That'll be an interesting offensive scheme. I would anticipate the Ravens handle the Falcons pretty easily because they are playing with kid gloves offensively, and even if it's Tyler Huntley, the Ravens can move the ball just enough to, I think, squeak out a win.
1: Uh, Dallas and Philadelphia this weekend, Joe, is going to be a huge matchup, and I know it lost maybe some of the division ramifications because the Cowboys lost the Jags last weekend. But just in terms of a measuring stick game for those two teams, how do you think a matchup like that uh, will affect all these great skilled position players that both these teams have used? I mean, you look at the year that A.J. Brown has had uh, for Philadelphia, obviously Jalen Hurts being in the MVP conversation, then all of Dallas's weapons. Uh, a big game like this, what does it do to those star players?
0: Yeah, Miles Sanders, kind of chief among them as well. I, I have heard differing uh, opinions. So the thought is, uh, all right, Jalen Hurts doesn't play – Gardner Minshew can't possibly run the ball 15 times for the Eagles. Like, they'll have to vary their offense. And as a result, those are more opportunities for A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Miles Sanders to do things offensively. And I think the answer is yes. I, mean, I would be. I think if you're running Gardner Minshew 15 times, you are going to lose your game. Like that, That's not a successful strategy, whether you're going against the Cowboys or going against the Texans. It doesn't matter. Um, that would not be a good call. Does Gardner Minshew still run? Yes. I think you can still do some of the design runs that they do with Hurts, just not as many. And I also think it's fair to say, while AJ Brown and Miles Sanders and Devonta Smith will get more opportunities because Hertz is not running, they won't be as good of opportunities because it's not Hertz threatening the defense to possibly run. So it goes both ways. Just because they get more opportunities does not mean they're the better ones. I don't. I would not be willing to change my projections on Brown or Sanders or Devonta Smith any more than um, when jalen hurts was active or not like those are all must starts but they're not going to be better uh just solely because jalen hurts is gone it doesn't work that way i think it takes a lot of a lot of power away from jalen hurts uh as a real legitimate mvp candidate when he's done over the season on the flip side of things i think the eagles continue to pound the ball with ezekiel elliott and tony pollard i know the run defensive woes for the eagles uh feel better now that jordan davis is back and healthy for them but that's still the area in which you want to try and attack the Eagles. And the Cowboys are most successful when they're running the ball. It's just that Mike McCarthy gets a little bit away from things. He and Kellen he and Moore kind of, oh, well, I feel like throwing the ball 45 times. Oops, and now the team's already back. That's not good. Let's go back to running the ball. It's too late. We saw that with the Texans. We saw that with the Jaguars the past two weeks. Uh, and that really was, I think, quintessential for Mike McCarthy in his Packer days as well, too. So I would imagine, given the stakes for the Cowboys, they will aggressively run the ball consistently run the ball, and they will win that game, whether it's Gardner Minshew or Jalen Hurts playing. But the Eagles only need to win one of three, so I don't know if the stakes are nearly as high for Philadelphia as they are for Dallas.
1: We're chatting with Joe Bartle here on Sports Call. He's with RotoWire. Follow Joe on Twitter, at JB Fantasy Sports. This past weekend, did it hurt more to be a Colts fan uh, with the 33-0 lead evaporating, or... To be a Patriots fan to sit there scratching your head as to how in the hell did you just lose that game against the Raiders.
0: I guess it depends on which fandom you dislike more. Uh <laughs> I I have zero tears set for Patriots fans, oh boo-hoo. Um you staked your claim to Mac Jones. You thought he was uh the second coming last year. This is the Piper that you're paying at the moment because that team is not very good Mac Jones looks like a whiny baby on the sidelines, which I kind of enjoy. Uh, and to be <laughs> so terrible, do Auburn you're... fans,
1: Joe. I think yeah. you're speaking right to us with the former <laughs> okay. Alabama quarterback.
0: Yes, exactly. And, and when you have Joe Judge and Matt Patricia as your offensive coordinators, I would whine too. I'm not sure. I'm like, I'm not chastising Mac Jones for the actions he's making, but it sure gives an appearance. I don't mind that he's appearing <laughs> that way. So yeah, no, I have uh, zero tears shed for the Patriots whatsoever. To be honest, though, like whether. I don't want the Patriots in the playoffs. I don't want the Jets in the playoffs. Either. Neither of those teams are doing anything or going to win any games. They're not really fun. Uh, they're well-coached at times. I know the gaff from Jacoby Myers' side, that's, that's like the one feather in the cap that you put for the Patriots. Is well-coached entertaining to you? No. It's, I think it'll be bad. I want the Chargers in the playoffs because, for better or worse, something crazy is going to happen. Uh, and I think it, you can see an ascension from Justin Herbert if all things work out that way. So I've been rooting for that narrative more so. I do feel bad for Colts fans. I think they've been put through the ringer, um, getting embarrassed by not using Jonathan Taylor very much, firing the offensive coordinator, then Frank Reich, and hiring a guy with zero coaching experience, having Jim Irsay, have that just bewildering uh, post-interview of hiring Jeff Saturday, which uh, I, you know, I, I think they have won. The Colts fans have went through a lot. And to now add worst-of-all-time in history books, whatever it might be in a negative way, that's, that's tough. So I feel bad for the Colts.
1: All right, let's take a look at some of these games also coming up this weekend. The Giants and the Vikings, super interesting to me. From a fantasy perspective, who should we start? Who should we be aware of? And, and then just outright football perspective, what do you think of this matchup, Giants and Vikings?
0: Yeah, so to be clear, I'm I, I'm not interested in this game at all. Uh, I don't think the Vikings are good, nor do I think the Giants are very good. So it's like, a eh, whatever. However... This is the second highest over under on the week 16 slate, How about in that? large part because this weather is insane. this is going to be a dome game in Minnesota. So there, there should be offense. I actually think overall this week we're going to have tempered offensive games, weather matchups, uh, you know, a lot of those criteria playing in. But I don't think you can really get by with that if you are the Vikings or Giants. So Justin Jefferson' going to continue to be dominant. Um, but the Giants secondary has been beat up all year long, though Dory Jackson stuff like that so jefferson's gonna play his part it's if adam Thielen and kj osborne uh continue to be good osborne if you recall had the 10 plus catches 100 plus yards against the colts this past week really had a career game i i just cannot rely on osborne again like the circumstances to get to that point where you're down 33 points and having to pass as frequently as the vikings were just seem far-fetched um and then on the flip side of things, Saquon Barkley, Darius Slayton, both I think are very obvious starts. And, and People might not believe Darius Slayton is that same, uh, same vein, but the Giants have to pass the ball to somebody. Uh, it can't just be running the ball. It can't just be trying to win a game playing 40 off of the snaps. It doesn't work like that in the year 2022, uh, which is part of why they have skidded the way they have for the commanders this week or past week. Yeah, so I, I think all the key players are going to be obvious starts. It's the K.J. Osborne and the Adam Seals that maybe you could roll the dice and say, I'm not positive. But Kirk Cousins, easily a top-12 player this week. I think Daniel Jones, given the Vikings' defensive woes, could also be a popular Jalen Hurts villain uh, if you're really kind of stretching okay. to that.
1: Joe Bartles here with us once again. Not only can RotoWire wire help you in the fantasy football world, they're helpful in basketball. Then we know what Christmas Day has meant over the years. For all the great basketball matchups that will be there, uh, fantasy basketball off and running in Rotowire can help you dominate your fantasy league. Uh, We know you also absolutely adore your Milwaukee Bucks. What a fun Christmas Day matchup we've got between the Bucks and the Celtics, both teams with 22 wins on the year most in the NBA. Tell me a little bit about this matchup on Christmas Day.
0: Yeah, I'll be really curious. The Bucks have played on Christmas Day uh, in years past and at times they have just phoned it in, um, not really cared. And I think over the last two years, as they've wanted to uh, solidify or cement their championship aspirations and status within the league, they've taken that game pretty seriously. And I think they need to take it seriously against the Celtics as well, too, who should be doing the same type of thing after their NBA finals run last year. I I don't know if it's like, a oh, this is exactly what we're going to get in the playoffs. Obviously, people are projecting the Celtics and Bucks to meet in the Eastern Conference Finals at some point later this year. But I do, I do think the gloves are going to be off a little bit. I mean, this is a marquee matchup. A lot of people are going to be watching this game, relatively speaking, to other national games. And this is, this is a marquee slate for a reason. And these two teams are one of the best in the league. I, I actually I think you could, you could waffle, whether it be the Celtics or Bucks, but that is your top two teams in the NBA at the moment. And the Bucs have done a lot without uh, Chris Milton, who I guess we'll have to see if he is available um, come Christmas Day. And whether or not the guys like Drew Holiday has been in out of the lineup, stuff like that Bochamp, their first-round pick, has been kind of an intriguing 3-and-D player already at this stage of his career. So that's great. It's what's going to happen after that I'm more intrigued with. The Celtics have made a lot of moves in the offseason to bolster their depth. I mean, there is not a deeper, better team than the Celtics, which is huge for the course of the regular season. Does that matter in the playoffs? And what do the Bucs do? They've been uh, in on Jay Crowder from the Suns for a while now. Uh, There's Jordan Awaro, Bochamp, who they could also move, Grayson Allen, where there's, I don't know if you're getting like a, a, a competitive third piece, but there might be a guy out there that uh, really swings the title chances for the Bucks. In that case, and I wonder what kind of assets you have to attach to them if that happens. So yeah, I'm excited for this game, and uh, I'm hoping that really it's just a good contest. And obviously, the Bucks win because ooh, we don't want the Celtics to win. That's
1: I'm what sure. you need on Christmas for sure. Uh, so in the Western <laughs> Conference, the Nuggets, the Suns, the Grizzlies all play Christmas Day games. They all have 19 wins. Denver and Phoenix going head-to-head. Uh, who are some people to be aware of as, a, as Christmas Day basketball is played in the Western Conference?
0: Yeah, uh, it'll be really interesting to see how those starting lineups for, for each one of those teams really plays out because I think we're hoping for um, the complete lineups. And, and I don't know, can, can we really say complete lineups is a thing for any point of this season? <laughs> I, it, I'm, I'm frustrated with how the NBA operates sometimes in that regard, uh, and we'll have to hope for... Everything to look the way you'd want it to for a marquee slate. Whereas I feel confident some of the Bucks do that. I'm not so certain the Nuggets uh, and Suns do. I'm I'm a little bit wary of the Suns overall. I think there's some I don't want to say chemistry issues, but they just seem to have the wrong type of focus and wrong type of commitment to where you're at in the regular season. We're working on rotations, trying to improve things. And I hear so much chitter chatter from Deandre Hop, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Wrong sport. DeAndre uh, Ayton or Chris Paul or Devin Booker. I, I the West is, I think, uh, less strong than it has been in years past, certainly winnable, but there are teams on the rise, like the Grizzlies. Um, I don't know, not that the Jazz are on the rise per se, but there's a lot of uh dweller teams that are doing way better than the Western Conference. And if and if you are are kind of just slide by and trying to make adjustments as you go, can you be at the point at the end of the year where you wanna be if you're the Suns? I, we'll see. Um so I, I'm, I'm really curious. And the Nuggets, too, like, I know everyone's kind of dissing uh, Jokic because back-to-back MVPs, and, again, it's like people just want to be – people want to see successful people fail. Um, he's still one of the best in the league, and getting Jamal Murray and Michael Porter really more involved in the Nuggets as they continue on throughout the season, a big reason to whether or not they make an extended run in the Western Conference.
1: What do we need to know about RotoWire's wires coverage of the NBA, Joe? What can you tell us?
0: Yeah, I mean, we got uh, gambling – recaps every single day of the week right now it's been kind of a awesome. huge focus for us talking about different player props and guys to roll for we have a lot more of advanced data we can even go to the referee page on uh nba or our worldwide nba site uh, which was added over the course of the season thus far and i think that's helpful too so a lot more focus on that um and even from a season-long You're so course,
1: in, in depth that you're breaking down the referees
0: yeah. Yes. Yes. No. Seriously. We mean, that's been a, a huge user question, and I get it from the NBA. So, Remarkable. Hey, we got the data. We're we're there for it too. So, a lot of different things on World to talk about and look over, whether it be NBA, NFL, hey, MLB. We we got you covered on the Korean news right away too. Uh, Braves hot, country's hot not hot happy job. about that, Joe. They're not. The, the Braves are not happy that Korea. I guess they're going to the Mets. I was going to say. I don't know. The, the Mets are the Mets, right? I think you guys are a far more built and competitive team every single year. They're heartbroken I'll over Dansby
1: Swanson, Joe. I mean, this is shortstops yeah. aren't aren't doing us any good in Braves country.
0: Yeah, you'll you'll get some international guy who's twenty one years old and sign him to a forty five year deal <laughs> and for ten dollars $10 a day, he'll be fine. I think he'll be good. Oh,
1: Actually, I, think, I I literally think there's like a sixteen year old in in is it Venezuela. <laughs> yeah. 16-year-old Venezuela that the Braves are They're set up. They're right playing now. the long game. That's what Atlanta does. This is great. Well, Joe, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thanks again for joining us on the show today.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. And uh, happy holidays. Hey, also, listeners, stay safe. I know we're all getting hit with this w- uh, winter weather blast here. Drive safe. Uh, get warm as best you can. We'll get through this in the new year, new day.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much, Joe. Talk again next week.
0: All right. Sounds all right, good, good to that's, you.
1: That's uh, Joe Bartle joining us there on the program.